The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host or guest and should not be interpreted as statement of fact. Well, that's Independent fact-checking fact and corrections are encouraged. Can we get a cup of coffee in here, please? Blah, 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 Damn, 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 good coffee and hot. Good morning, folks. It's Friday. You happy? You made it through another week? Ready for the weekend? Big party plans, big excitement going on. It's Friday. Me, I'm happy. You don't see me happy very often. This is my happy face, by the way. You like it? I don't either. Pretty ugly. Anyway, I'm happy because I finished the edit for tasting uh, New York last night at 2 o'clock in the morning, driven by <clears throat> uncounted milligrams of edibles. I don't think it was that much, to be honest with you. Well, I don't know, because it was uncounted. Anyway, I made it through. I'm done. I completed the task, and life got easier. But I, I got to tell you, I was pretty stressed out full of anxiety all week long over this thing because there's not enough lead time and I'm worried I'm not going to get done by 6 p.m. Friday. So I was I was making myself a wreck all week long over something that is not life and death. But this is what I do. Part of my, um, my own neuroses or weird mental makeup. I would stress myself out over things that really don't matter in life. When I first started looking at reels and shorts on um, short videos on YouTube and reels on Facebook and Instagram, they like, why can't we just call them one thing? Um, and it's not that long ago. There was a guy, I don't know, with a Indian accent. You know, and when you ever hear anybody with an Indian accent, you just assume they have, like, some kind of spiritualism. When you are having a bad day, go home. Give up. Fuck it. Not every bad day can become a good day. And so I try to live by that. But also, if you have a deadline, fuck it. It's your boss's deadline. It's not your deadline. And I try to kind of appreciate that even though it's said as a joke it's said with some semblance of truth and sincerity in it i think anyway it feels right feels like that's the key to happiness not giving a fuck but i can't do it i try to not give a fuck but giving a fuck comes naturally to me and this is a problem they don't make a not give a fuck drug as far as I'm concerned I mean unless it's something I have not tried maybe meth but I'm not going to try meth I'm, I'd rather give a fuck than be a meth freak it's a trade off I guess I don't know DMT 
I have not tried DMT. If that make, and I do want to try DMT once before I die. Once, like Episcopal uh, says in Johnny Johnny Dangerously, once. My grandmother hung me on a hook, once. Um, but so I I give a fuck. So today I, there's a guest scheduled for today, Mark Stephen Mark Kahan, who is. His uh, thing is um, be a startup, superstar startup, startup stupid, startup superstar, stupid star. Um, be a stupid stupid starter. Be a startup superstar. Maybe I should have got a little more sleep. You get what you can, right? You get what you can. When with regards to sleep, you get what you can. You take it as it comes. Um. And but the, he's a marketing guy, and I've been saying this for a long time. Now this is a very serious, well, not very serious, but it's a, a more. It's not a comedian or a musician. For the morning show, we like to start light. I like to start light. This is more suited towards the evening program. I'm not doing the. Uh, it's sharp mind Friday. That's what Carl says. Good morning, Carl. How's your ass? I'm obsessed with your with your bleeding ass, um, but on the because startup superstar <laughs> and a marketing guy is leading the charge, and he's talking about um, supercharge your high velocity digital marketing. Occurs to me, and I've been saying this for a long time, and it started wars within the corporations I work for that the marketing department should be running the ship. The marketing department is responsible for the success or failure of a company. So if you're in marketing, fuck production, fuck, you know, operations, fuck the salespeople. They work for you. Because without you, nothing happens. You like the pitcher. The ball doesn't, the game doesn't start until the ball leaves your hand. That's my take on it. I'll ask him about it because he seems like a guy who is full of energy on a Friday morning. Uh, <clears throat> wait, wait, hey, why did this come up in a flat earth search? Because, well, we've had flat earth people on here. You, you're searching for flat earth. Um, look up flat earth, Dave. Dave has been on this program. That's why it's it's come up. Plus, I also uh, ridicule flat earthers. If that if that makes you feel any better, I I have a hobby, a habit and a hobby of ridiculing flat earthers. That's why. Um. Anyway, um, that's that's why you see the flat earthers. Now, I am waiting on my guest. While I'm waiting on my guest. Today, there's a blizzard warning in Southern California. The Midwest is cleaning up from a blizzard. But in my news stories, one of the trending stories that come up is guys on some stupid dating app saying creepy things to strange women on a dating app. And the conclusion is that all guys are creepy. I'm not sure I disagree with that. I'm not sure I agree with that. 
I think we have a problem with men who <clears throat> strike out because they don't understand women. And for, you know, there it's a great enigma for males to try to figure out this is a whole other thing. We know we want it. We're not sure how to get it. Doesn't we see guys with money get it? We're talking about women. I'm, and it is an, a, definitely an objectification of women. But I'm just putting this from the male perspective. Why we have so many creepy males sending dick pics and really like ridiculous text messages thinking the way to score with a woman in text. I mean, if, if, first of all, let's get let's get real here. I know the world has changed in a lot of ways, dating and mating rituals and all these kind of things. But if you're reduced to texting a woman to try to score, you're probably behind the eight ball already. You have to have some personal skills. You have to be able to talk to people one-on-one. So... uh, I got to answer this. Did, did you know Dave is currently off, offering $9 million for for a globe map? I bet he didn't mention that when he was on. Dave is currently offering $9 million for a globe map. I bet he didn't mention that when he was on. He's not offering money for a globe map. People are asking him, or people are offering him money to come up with a flat earth map that actually works, that actually meets the known distances. Dave's a con man. Dave's always been a con man. He's a con man and grifter, and he doesn't even believe in his own grift. Sorry to say that. Uh, No, don't get me started. It's Friday morning. I don't need to get started on Dave. Dopey Dave, the con man. On a Friday morning, had enough. Had enough. As I wait for my guest, I was talking about the lead story here. Not the lead story. Some trending story on these dopey newsfeed app that's on my phone comes up with the story about guys being creepers in a dating site and texting women inappropriate things. Uh, and so my basic thing is we, men are not trained in the art <laughs> and science of communicating with the opposite sex. And so a series, a series of uh, fail not Siri, see Siri thought I was talking to Siri, I'm not talking to you. Hang up on yourself. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't understand that. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm all over the place here. I was up till 2. Did I mention I was up till 2 (laughs) a.m. working uh, feverishly to try to get done with a project that needed to be done for today? And uh, so I didn't get to sleep till about 3. And that's why I'm a little bit dopey today. I'm a little bit dopey every day. Little bit extra dopey today, and try and very difficult to stay focused. And I'm waiting on a guest who's going to be talking business on a, in a morning show, 
about marketing. So this is why I'm a little... Uh, anyway. Um, so, yeah, I think the, the conclusion of this story, if I can come back to it one more time, is that all men are creeps. And I think, you know what? That's short-sighted. It's, I think we definitely need to have some training for men on how not to be creepy. And, and this idea that all men are creepy. Not all men are creepy, but I, from all the women I know, there's a huge number of creepy guys who think or, or send dick pics all the time. And they think the way to succeed with women is to act like super creepy is the only way I can put it in a t- in text format or texting them like a, you know text te- assuming women want to hear your your porn fantasy in a text message from a stranger. That's what they assume. And there's a lot of them. I mean, Christina, I know she gets them all the time because she posts a lot of them. And there were screenshots of of 27 different creeps that this girl found for this article in some dating app. And I, I know there are a lot of them. But it just points out that there's some need for, I don't know, basic training on how to not be a creep. And, you know, I think the digital age has fostered more creepiness in men. And, you know, I think there was some sitcom back in the 90s that made fun of the influence of pornography on the male psyche. And I think that there's a lot to that. Why we see so many creeps texting women these ridiculous fantasy ideas. Like they're talking to Penthouse Forum. How many people aren't even old enough to know what Penthouse Forum is, right? They don't even have that anymore. Briefly, Penthouse, is the magazine still in existence? I don't even know. Penthouse was uh, my ears. <laughs> Pornography was really soft compared to what they have today. It was a magazine. And, you know, Centerfold, and it went a little further than Playboy did. Showed pubic hair between the legs. That's, a, that's how far. Uh, but there was penthouse forums where there would be letters supposedly written by women. You could tell they were written by guys about their sexual experiences. But you could tell they were just like male fantasies, not real women writing these letters to the editor. Oh, what am I getting text messages here? Hold on, let me, it could be important. I have to check this. No, it's not important. Anyway, I wonder if my guest is showing up. Now, wouldn't that be something? Be a, a, a Startup superstar. Why can't I say that? Be a startup superstar. Marketing guy doesn't show up for a marketing appointment where he's marketing his own book. That would suck. Be kind of funny. 
anybody wants to pop in, it looks like the guest is showing up at 16.02. I'm here for another 45 minutes, I guess. I would have I would have canceled the show if I would have known he wasn't going to show up. I did cancel last night's show so I could keep working. Paracoy was supposed to be on. And we were supposed to be talking about female energy in healing. That's what we were supposed to be talking about last night. But I didn't have it in me. Plus, I had to get done, done with the edit I was working on. Feverishly working on an edit. And it occurred to me, you should not have the guy who's in the show doing the edit because you're super self-conscious. You see everything about everything about yourself you hate when you see back on video and you're saying, could I just edit me out of this completely? Unfortunately, it would have been impossible to do that, but that's what I wanted to do. So it was a really, um, Carl says those amps are really full of full bush penthouse. Those that they're not amps. There's no amps back there. Well, that that's a little. <laughs> I have to go through it. Um, what's this green dot here? It's a green dot. Oh, that's not a green dot. That's a, a light hitting a screw. How about that? I found something. Uh, <laughs> that is a Paul system, a PA system, portable singing system. Not really an amp. I guess there's an amplifier in it. And that. Oh well, that's an amp. I guess your car's right. There are amps here. I forgot there are amps. Whatever that is behind me, that's a computer on a mixing board. That's what that is. Um, Willie says, I totally agree. I know that I became aware of my need for adjusting how I talk to women. Talking, listen, there, there have always been creeps that didn't know, and I'm not saying Willie is a creep. I'm saying there have always been men who have been creepy in conversation with women. This guy, Vinny, uh, who, who was one of he was a stalker when on, on the radio show. Uh, he, his idea of an opening line to try to pick up women was like, come out with the most vulgar thing he could say. And of course he never scored. Um, but it's gotten much different in the, in the text days. I mean, sending unsolicited dick pics, um and just like writing things in text at the penthouse forum fantasy stuff would have never imagined in their dirtiest filthiest thoughts on a first text message like hi we've never met but let me tell you about you know i don't even want to get into it because it's it's vulgar for even for me uh, what's TJ Jones saying? So true. My wife likes to hand out candy to people, waiters, delivery people, etc. She tried to get me to give some candy to a waitress one time, and I refused based on, uh, and I refused based on the creepy factor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, it looks like Steve Mark Kahan. Let me just read it. Steve Markahan has successfully helped grow seven startup companies from early stage to going public or being sold, resulting in $5 billion in shareholder value. Steven is the author of Wall Street uh, Journal's bestseller, High Velocity Digital Marketing, and Be a Startup Superstar. 
he scheduled an appointment to be interviewed on this program to market himself because high velocity digital marketing is not here. Based on that, I'm going to say the book alone is not enough to make you a superstar. <laughs> you actually have to show up. Showing up is, uh, who said that? I think Newt, Rock, Newt Rockney. Showing up is half the job, 90% of the job. What is it? How much of the job? How much of it is? Uh, how much of it is showing up? How much of success is actually showing up? Well, uh, Steve Mark Kahan is here now. He's here with uh, to promote his his new book. I am not Steve. It's funny. He wrote a book called "I Am Not Steve Mark Kahan." Here he is now, Steve Mark Steve Mark Kahan, ladies and gentlemen. Steve, welcome. You have no sound. You marketing guy without sound. Your mic's not hooked up. Ladies and gentlemen, Stephen, I'm not the author of I'm not Stephen Mark Kahan. Stephen Mark Kahan. He's also the author of I Have No Audio and uh, I Barely Have Video. Ladies and gentlemen, Stephen Mark Kahan. Welcome. Yeah, well, the thing, the thing so, about digital marketing is um, never send out porn by accident to your email list. And that's how you end up with this career. Yeah. Have you ever sent an uh, unsolicited dick pic? Come on, tell the truth. Uh, no. Solicited, yeah. Unsolicited, no. Solicited? Somebody mm. actually said, hey, Carl, can I have a dick pic? Yeah. I mean, I, Stephen, can I have a dick pic? Steve, Stephen, yeah. Absolutely. said, Steve, come on, give it to me. Never happened to me, but you could understand that, I guess. Well, you couldn't get it in, a, you couldn't get it in the fact You machine. know who I did send a, a dick pic to? Uh, Flat Earth Dave. Because uh, I that? just, I don't know. I was just in a, a flat earth uh, kind of dick pic mood. Why not? And it's you, you're showing up in flat earth searches now. Your channel, that's good. Yeah. So I'm kind of burnt out, Carl. Yeah, you're, you seem oh, a bit out of it today. I am. I'm very burnt out. I stress myself out over things that really are not the end. It's not life or death, but I make myself mm. I believe it's life or death. Kid that works with me, Rich. He's a he's a very competent young man. He's an example of of good stuff in the youth today. But he's extremely calm and focused. He last week he was doing what I did, but he wasn't ready. He wasn't going to be ready until like two hours before the show had to go live. And for me, I would have been frantic, like insane pressure on that. I had to get it done before the day just to make myself be able to live with myself. I don't know. Are you how are you with deadlines? Are you are you crazy? Would uh, you say fuck it? Fuck it. It's not your deadline. Deadline uh, historically I've been not fuck it but not really try that hard until the deadline is almost here and then do what I need to do whether or not that's pulling all night or panic until the last minute but I'm I'm getting better. I'm getting better. But yeah, I've you know, I saw a TED talk on on why procrastination is a good thing, and they said most geniuses, most of the most successful people, 
Well, you can come back to Steve Jobs and, and uh, what, what was the other Steve? Steve, uh, his partner. Anyway, I can't remember his name. But they were uh, they were both um, like traditional procrastinators. They wait until the night before the project is done to actually even get started on it. And they were saying that that's a good thing because geniuses or people who really are highly productive people um, need to really think, 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 and think again before they take action. And that's how they get, that's how they become successful. So procrastination was a good thing. That was the subject of the, uh, uh, of the Ted talk. Good morning, William. Good morning. Archive says he can't hear audio. Is this true for everybody on the? No, you guys heard my audio, right? When yeah, I didn't I hear can, you, can, yeah. We can. It's a. It's an car problem. Our car problem. Uh, can't hear audio. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we we can't speak. We'll have to type, and that's too annoying. So, so can you see a down. hat that says "wall" on this stoop? Doofus's head over here that says something about what walls white wall sessions. White it's wall. actually so that's a show um that's uh shot in Sioux Falls, South Dakota for the public broadcasting. They feature like local musicians, state you know, of the South Dakota. Uh they've done uh some comedy stuff too. Um when we had the 2020 Snow Jam Comedy Festival, we had um a we had one of our events at the White Walls studio. Uh, so it's so South Dakota stuff. It's not like it's it not is. Like, yeah, it has nothing to do with the rest of planet Earth, and nobody really should care because unbelievable. It's, it's in an unbelievable mood today. It's South Dakota. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. There's. I mean, I will say there's not a whole lot of people that are highly invested in South Dakota PBS broadcasting. No, you, you know my friend Carl. You, have you met Carl up there? Yeah. He yeah, travels the world. He, he goes everywhere in the world. He, he's, he's a free spirit. He'll go, Not been he's, to China. He's never going to South. He's never going to South Dakota. You can't pay him. I bet you I could. I bet you I could totally get Carl to go to South Dakota. It's on. Go ahead. Make an offer. I mean, dude, we could, we could set up a show <laughs> easy. Like that's where I have the most connections. I I can get a show Listen, to happen. Se- all day. September, October. If if there's something going on that's good, and that I can do it, I'll make I'll it go, go on. I'll, I'll make go. it happen. We'll uh, we'll get you at the icon, dude. That'd be awesome. Do they serve bread in South South uh, Dakota? <laughs> fry bread. You get some fry bread in South Dakota. Oh, they make you know because oh, oh, oh. there's a great there's a lot of uh, Native American population there too. So like Indian tacos, fry bread, all that. You can get that. Matter of fact, I know a guy that I was in prison with that has uh, one of those uh, food trucks now, and he makes amazing food out of his food truck. And that travels all around South Dakota. Um, I tried to get that food truck to, to come and, and sit outside one of my shows, but because the venue had a restaurant attached, they wouldn't allow me to do that. Yeah. But that was the show that I got the strippers instead. I got instead of instead of a food truck, I got a stripper pole. And that's a good substitute. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, it's it never it it never stops to amaze me how easy the phrase when I was in prison flows off your lips. Like I, I can't 
to me, I would I always. Like it. <laughs> I would always. It's a, I mean, because it's a part of my dude. I did a I decade of my life there, bro. I know, but I I would still, <laughs> even though that's all true. When I'm presenting it, especially in public, I think I would stutter a little bit because there's that judge. You know, people are are judging you the minute they hear that. They're like, oh, what did this guy do? Who did he murder? Who? And I mean, so I think. I think I kind of made that decision early on after I got out. And and it was really when I was interviewing for jobs. When I got out of prison and I was going for jobs, like I didn't hide my felony at all. You know, uh, I said, you know, I just went into those interviews and I was like, dude, I made I made a terrible mistake and I learned from it. And I'm a different person because of it. Dude. Because my feeling is, look. Like, if you're going to be the kind of person that judges me on my past and my past alone, I want to know that right away. I don't want to deal with you. If that's if that's the mentality you have, I, I don't need that. You're you know what right I mean? So I would rather get it out on Front Street right away. And if that's going to be a problem for you, well, I guess we know it now. And it's not going to be an issue coming down the road. Because, like, it's not like, for me... Because my, you know, because my character is different, because I know that I'm not going to do certain things today. Like, I don't like I'm not I'm not going to allow people to put me in that box. And anybody that wants to put me in that box, like I'm 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 not going to uh, I'm not going to try and keep them in my life in any kind of way. Well, because, that, you know. I, th- I think you're being a little bit rude to my guest, Stephen Mark Kahan, up over here, over in the uh, top left, top right. Uh, he hasn't had a chance to respond to your your um, points about being upfront because uh, he wrote a book. I don't know if you know. He's written a book called. Uh, well, he's written several books. One is called "Be a Startup Superstar." About high digital marketing, and the other book he's written is "I'm Not Really Stephen Mark Kahan. I'm Just Here," and. Um, he definitely wanted to say something about being in prison, but you just like walked right. right no, on. he did. Well the, well, the second book, I'm not really Steve McCann, isn't out yet. That's going to come out a year after this one. That I am Steve, whatever his name is. And yeah, if you if you've been in prison, you need to tell people. I suggest to invest in a in a heavy handed leafleting campaign. No, um, yeah. yeah. So you don't lie, and I appreciate the fact that you don't hide that you were in prison, but do you at least lie about why you were in prison? I mean, I would say, <laughs> uh, yeah, I heard of uh, Sam uh, Banford, Freed, whatever his name is. I, I went, that's what I was in prison for. I I, embe- I embezzled uh, $50 billion from uh, uh, Rothschild. I mean, yeah, no, I've never, I, I've never thought about it. Um, I Make it say, seem like you were a genius, like you did some like really genius crime, <laughs> but you just got ratted out by. Did you right, get hired? Right. You came out and you said um, you fit with a hedge fund for ten million. Someone will hire you. It you depends know? on who I'm talking to. Sometimes I'll just say that it was armed robbery, um, and Ooh, sometimes they'll ask, "Well, what did you rob?" And sometimes I'll say a store, which is true. I mean, it's it's a it's a type of store, but like. Um, but if I know the person or uh, like you know, I'm getting to know them like personally, uh, I'll just come right out and tell them, no, I robbed a flower shop. And if you come to my show, I talk about it in my stand up. Like, like, you know, I joke uh, about it. Like none of none of. By the way, I do want to I, I do want to put this out there. I guess I've never really 
made this distinction. Like none, none of how I joke about my crime, nothing like that happened. Like everything, but I did indeed rob a flower shop. That was the kind of store I robbed. I but would I at least make the name of the flower shop Fort Knox. Right. So I think it was I, I, actually called the flower shop. If I, <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's called now, the see, flower that shop. That is not. See, I asked uh, Dr. Kahan here, uh, the marketing expert. I don't think that's good marketing to name your, your company the flower shop. Dr. Kahan, it's the marketing expert. Yes. Well, I disagree. It's to the point, And if it's what the people want, See, uh, this, is, this is why I'm not a startup superstar. I am a startup stupid star. <laughs> Agreed. I suck. I suck at starting up. Uh, you know, I couldn't even play Start Me Up by Rolling Stones. That's how su sucky I am at startups. Start Me Up, you know. That's a great song. I love that song. It's a great intro. It's a great intro for a song. I love it. But, uh, uh, I think the first song that I ever uh, got into by the Rolling Stones was the Paint It Black because that was the theme song for Tour of Duty. Do you remember that show? Mm -hmm. yeah, there was a sure. there was an there was an old Vietnam uh, like TV drama series called Tour of Duty. It was on in the nineties, and Paint It Black was the the opening song for that show. Yeah, there was a from. Uh, Altamont, no, not Altamont. What, what, give me shelter. Uh, yeah, Altamont is that wherever the give me, give me shelter was the uh, stone show where they hired Hell's Angels for security and then things went wrong. Imagine that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, a, you could hear the girl who got killed in the crowd yelling, Mick Jagger, play, play, paint it back, you devil, play, paint it back. And then, <laughs> like, two minutes later, she was stabbed to death. So Unbelievable. Uh, um, but she's on the tape. If you get the tape of that Give Me Shelter concert, you can hear her loud and clear, you know, painted black. She, so. And she, she really did need shelter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Carla is getting ready to fly on a plane, a big, big jet plane. Meow. Eat your dinner. Meow. And they still have not. And Carl will know better than me because I haven't been for a couple of years now, at least five years now, been on a plane. But they still have not made it a comfortable experience, in my view. Qantas this morning came out with uh, pictures of their new design for first-class people where they have cabins. Like, this is supposed to be the solution to comfort. Have you I seen that? Uh, I think JetBlue Mint. Their version of first class also have a cabin. It's like a little thing you just shut yourself in, like a big toilet. Yeah, you've got a bed. Yeah, yeah, and it's got it's a, like private. a I mean... uh, like a table next to it and all that stuff. But that's not what I'm looking for. I think most people would agree. I'm looking for enough space that I could spread out so that I could sleep comfortably and not have to sleep like this. That would make. You yeah, know... I, th I think the first from what I've seen of the first class, you can. Uh... You can spread out a bit. They've made that space smaller. I'm sure they have as well. So you can, you can get your feet down, and they go under the seat in front, and they kind of zigzag, and you get your table. But it does look. I mean, I'd rather that than be in the fucking animal section. But oh yeah, yeah, definitely, without a doubt. And I'm I just not pay. I can't. I can't pay three times as much for my ticket. So that's that's why I'm going to be with the animals. This is this is part of the problem. It's greed, right? It's greed because they want to sell. Yeah. 
they want to sell these car, uh, whatever sardine can experiences, and they want to get as many people in it. What was that fist picture? You just oh, that was me. I was I was I was turning the camera on and unmuting the mic. Um, I, I'm gonna I have think to air, the airline business, and again, I'm not a uh, marketing genius here on on this plan because it would cut into their profits. But I think in the long run, they would make plane travel a lot better it would be a better business decision to lose a few seats and make more room for people that's what i think i agree make it, make it a comfortable what um, so it oh what calls tripods i think he needs to say something he yeah wants. i'm i'm gonna hop off i i thought i could uh hang with you guys this morning but i no. i have to hop off yeah you have um, to go take care. shovel shit Right, uh, but um, it's good seeing you guys. Um, am I supposed to be on with uh, Dave tomorrow? Tomorrow is Saturday. Oh, gee, today's Friday. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. All right. Well, have a great weekend, guys. Yeah. Take care, man. We'll see you. If I'm here, yeah. you're welcome to pop in tomorrow. But I don't. I don't know. All right. Well, I'll be awake, and uh, I'll get a. I'll get a notification. So if I see, you, I'll probably will. Right. All right. All right. Have a good weekend, guys. Get Bye -bye. out. You can't get out. You can't. You can't let himself out of the room. Just turn the phone off, you dopey. <laughs> uh, so my plan, I have things. I have to interview somebody for uh, a position on uh, Monday morning. You're not getting. Oh, when are you getting in? Sunday night, Monday morning. What are you doing? I'm getting. I'm getting in Monday afternoon. So don't don't. Oh, you know, cool. Yeah. So to... maybe I'll come in Monday night. I'll get a hotel room or something, hang with you Tuesday. I don't know. I'm, this is what I'm thinking. This is my advanced thinking. Just give it. me a heads up. We can, we can do, yeah, it'd be better to do stuff in the day, I guess. But if uh, if you want to stay and be there Tuesday or come in early Tuesday, we can get some lunch and uh, go and do something. No bread. I'm... I don't know. I'm going to bring I'm going to bring some medication that I can take that will allow me to eat what I want to eat. Does pizza crust count as bread? Uh, I do better with pizza than regular bread, uh, but I really should eat gluten-free. But I eat regular pizza. I'm going to order a pizza tonight as a treat. It's been fucking months since I've ordered one. So it it gives me some kind of reaction, but it's not. There's no blood. There's no I got myself stuff. sick with pizza last night because it's North Shore pizza. And I, I was cursing myself, but I was so hung hungry and I was working feverishly to get this dopey edit done because yeah. i'm like but so i ordered a pizza because i didn't want to cook i didn't want to stop what i was doing yeah that's and, what uh, and then, oh man i was suffering it's like when will i learn when will i learn my lesson that the north shore of long island it might as well be oklahoma when it comes to pizza i might as well just order from pizza hut it's not real pizza. No, what do you you got? When you ordered pizza, or you're gonna order Power pizza? Off. What was that? That was my Bluetooth speaker turning off. What'd she say to me? That little bitch. She's gonna Power go. off. Um, are you ordering from a, a little Italian guy who owns the pizza shop in lo locally, or is it like a corporate? Uh, um, I've. I don't know. I don't know enough good places in this city. I could do a search and try and get a, uh, you know, something reasonable. I might go corporate just for the ease tonight. I might go corporate. It's disgusting of me. Uh, but Manchester's got a ton of really nice independent food places, a ton. Um, even the grilled cheese place looks magical. So, yeah. But tonight I might go corporate just for lack of time. I want to be doing uh, 
I'm going to be drinking a little bit for the first time in a few weeks and that kind of thing. So I might really? just get a... Yeah, like... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a couple of... Well, the thing is, I haven't drunk in three weeks and I've barely drank all year, right? So, wow. yeah, I'm doing well. I'm keeping a spreadsheet and everything. But here's you? my problem. Here's my problem. Tomorrow night, I've got a drinkathon on uh, the last right. So I don't want to come in cold. So I'm going to have a few tonight. Tomorrow, I'll have a few more. I'll arrive in New York sober on Monday, so I won't drink Sunday. I'll have a couple of beers. But here's the big problem. There's going to be probably two days from my trip out there where I'm going to be drinking around the clock, and we know why. We know who I might be going to visit. Uh, I don't any... know. I'm thinking, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't say this because he's gonna, he'll probably draw me, you know, getting raped, <laughs> getting mouth. ass raped. <laughs> here's a picture of mine dog getting ass raped. Um, I think... Brett Brock is a bit of a Dean Martin. <laughs> what well, he say, well, he can't handle his booze. No, no, because Dean was all acting drunk and uh, making like, but he was drinking iced tea a lot of the time, and he was putting on like I think Brett Brock's a well, wine. Brett, Brett, Brett's function. He doesn't act drunk until he's until he's like fifteen in, and I then know. then then it gets wild. So I'll find out for sure. I think it might look. Here's my prediction. I think it might get a little bit dark around 9 p.m. <laughs> uh, yeah, so could be. And I'm kind of joking. I'm not. I don't really think he's faking drinking, but <laughs> I know Dean Martin did that. He he would come out, act like he was drinking bourbon, and he would put on like an act like. And most people thought he was a, a, like a stone cold alcoholic most of his there life. Are comics, like... There are comics that will still do that for sure, that pretend they're drinking on stage. Yeah. So, and so, some will be drinking, but some will be drinking tea, I guarantee it. I used to do I, it in my early rock star days. I would bring in on a, a bottle of uh, Jack Daniels that was filled with iced tea and down like a Jack Daniels bottle. The crowd would go crazy, like, look, he's going to chug a whole bottle of Jack Daniels, but it was iced tea. Um, I got to learn. I got to learn to go up completely sober. And, and what I mean by sober is I can go up sober, but I like to have a couple of beers and be in the atmosphere of the thing. Uh, but I don't like going up drunk because I, I started out doing that, and it's a mistake. And there are people that still do that, and I think they're making a mistake. Now you start with beer, right? That's that's your go-to. You yeah. start with a beer or something. Yeah, a couple of beers. And then when you gra- when you graduate beyond that. Where do you go? If if I now I have I've barely drunk any hard stuff for a while, but if I do, it'll probably be bourbon. I could have a rum though as well. I could have a, a dark rum. I um, don't like rum. I like a I rum. Used to. I get bad hangovers from rum. That's why I backed off of it. But uh, yeah, if I if I graduate, I tend to be bourbon. Though I can, if I'm with Jamie, he'll just make vodka sodas and something because he's seen it. He's seen someone else drink it, so I'll just drink those as well. So with these fancy cocktails, yeah, are you into them? I'll 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 try I'll try them for sure. I'm not. It's not something I go out my way to have. But we've got places here that have fucking dry ice and all this shit. And I think I said the other day. So I, I'm up for trying them. I mean, if you go out with a lady, they like that shit. So I'll, have, I'll sit and have a cock. I'll sit down and have a cocktail for sure. Um, it just but yeah, seems I, I'd... strange to me that alcoholics, people who People who like to drink, yeah, would need to dress it up in such like flamboyant, ridiculous well, ways. It's like, a different kind of drinker. It's it sort of 
well, it used to be probably a corporate drink, right? Cocktails, but then every, everyone can kind of have them now. So it's a fancy, yeah. The ladies like it. It's a, it's a, it's a pretty looking. You can make them look good. It'll go with the outfit. Like I'm drinking a fucking blue drink and I got a blue bag. Yeah, the blue it's stuff. All part we, of the, the show. The blue stuff is terrible. Let me tell you. I mean, for a guy like what, me who I, I will. What was it blue blue coracao or something? Yeah, yeah. Look. And the stuff with the salt on the rims, I don't get that. Like, they put so much. It's like you're licking the road in New York in the wintertime. When I, they don't, put... I don't mind. i got to say, I don't mind it. I like the margarita with the salt. And uh, in Brazil, they had I had this cocktail that was uh, salt and chili all around the edge. It was fucking glorious. It was like a peanut-flavored cocktail. It was something I'd never order, but it was at a fancy place. So I just thought I'd try it, and I sipped it for an hour, but... Did, did they overdo it ever? Because the one, and I, I'm reluctant. I, I'm such a pussy. I don't try shit. But the one I tried recently, the salt yeah. was on there so thick, it was like hurting my lips. It was like, <laughs> it was thick. Yeah, I, I don't drink them that often, but it's, I don't mind it. I don't mind. It just works for me, the salt and the and the tequila or whatnot. It, it, it kind of works for me. And the other awkward thing about it is it's on the whole rim. So if you're drinking one side, the salt is worn off. The, unless you lick the... You've got to get a bit off or just or just straight up get a straw like a, like a 21-year-old girl. Can I have a straw? Yeah. I don't yeah. get that. I'm, I'm late, and, you know, I'm not a heavy drinker, but when I play with the band, I usually start out, I have a, a vodka and cranberry juice, one, and that's Healthy. enough. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, you're not a drinker, you're a smoker, and that, that's, that's that's a clean drink. Not even that anymore, I'm an edible guy. An edible uh, guy, okay. Yeah. Sometimes you OD, but yeah. I can't smoke anymore because I'm my lungs... I have the lungs of a guy who's been smoking Mar- Marlboros for uh, 45 years, three packs a day or something, and I've never been a smoker. But I wheeze. I wheeze at night. <laughs> it'll, catch up, it'll catch up with you, won't it? Eventually, it'll catch up with you. It shouldn't um, catch up to me because I've never been a smoker. But I've, guess... I've seen you smoke joints on the podcast. Yeah, but it, no, that's true. But uh, that's not like smoking three packs a day of Marlboro, you know, the, a, a smoker smoker. Like, uh, no, it's not. It's not. It's not as bad, I guess. But it was still. You're still putting stuff in there that shouldn't be in there. No, I'm right? not. I'm not. I'm off it. I'm a doctor. I'm a. I'm a gummy guy. I want to get into. I want to. I've been speaking to a lot of people about edibles recently, and I, I will. I do want to take someone I'm out, but. I can't really take them at night, so I'm going to have to take them in the fucking morning one day. But then I don't want it to wreck my day, and I don't want to take too much. So I'll probably get one gummy from someone <laughs> and just break it in half and eat that and see how it goes. No, a half of one. You won't even feel it. You won't even It depends feel how strong it is, right? If it's a 10 milligram, that'll do, I think. For the No. Well, see, people lie to you. I put out an honest question on Twitter last night, and all I get was jokers, and I appreciate that. But yeah, it takes three hundred like, milligrams. <laughs> this bag says five hundred milligrams. I don't know if you can say big five hundred milligrams, and yeah. but it comes with like twenty of them in there, twenty five, so right? Twenty five. So are they twenty fives? Are they? So that, about, yeah, Does that make each one twenty. I think so. Yeah, yeah, right. Anyway, uh, but the problem they take a long time to hit. Yeah. Before you feel anything, yeah, and it's never the same. Like it depends, it depends a lot on like what you've eaten that day and all that kind yeah. of stuff. So 
I have been using them to get into the creative zone because the the sativa ones definitely make you want to work and you're focused and all that kind of stuff. But it takes forever to hit you. So you take them and two hours later and you're not feeling anything. So you take uh, another take, one. Take another one. And then all of a sudden you're like, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's just that's just experience with them, isn't it? So you've got to fucking remember what happened last time. When you when you go to reach for that second one, you've got to go, what happened last time? I munged out for 16 hours. Let me yeah. wait. This person who, who says I'm obsessed with your ass and who I'm not talking uh, to, she says weed smoke is still smoke. Yeah. I agree. It is still smoke, but it's not... It, continuous all day smoke that's the point if you smoke one joint a day that is not equal to a carton of marlboro a week that, that was that's the only point i'm making but yeah, you're absolutely smoking right. less of it but i guess over 50 years it's still a lot of stuff that you're putting in and eventually it still might go ah shouldn't have done that for 50 tommy years. doesn't tommy doesn't wheeze and he's he's been smoking weed since the 50s and he's, you know, how Tommy, he's Tommy Chunk, for Christ's sake. He, he doesn't wheeze. And he's, well, smoked. we don't, we don't, we don't see him at 2 a.m. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. Some I people do. Work. I do. I see him at 2 a.m. Well, there we go. Go and take a look at that little, uh, that little thing under there. I, I, I have, a, I actually have a camera set up in his, his bedroom. You should. Chuck, right Chuck Barry, oh, you know what he's doing? He, he's interviewing Stephen Mark Kahan about his book. No wonder. Um, right now? Right now. They're in his bedroom, and Stephen's checking out his wheeze or something. He's looking down Tommy's throat to say, how come you don't wheeze? And then t- Tommy's going, this reminds me of prison, man. I, I, I can't wrap my head around these people that set up appointments to be interviewed. They go out of their way to fill out a form, request dates, go back and forth to get their link. Thank you very much for the link. I'll be there. I can't wait to talk to you. And then they'll show up. Yeah, it's rude. It happens so often. I know. I can't believe how much it happens to you. I know. And most of them are paying publicists to yeah. do the initial reach out. So if they're paying this publicist, you think they'd want to get their money's worth and not feel ripped off. The guy yesterday who didn't show up, Ben, Ben Dad Carter, Carter, Ben Dad Carter, tough strange name for me. Uh, he asked me what time it was on tuesday he asked me what time it was i said 9 15 a.m eastern so he waits in the back room at 9 15 p.m on tuesday night and then he yeah. writes to me oh i'm so stupid i had the wrong time wrong day uh, i said yeah you're on thursday morning not tuesday night oh, okay i'll see you then and then he didn't show up yesterday and i wrote to him he said oh i was so looking forward to it i thought it was tonight like, no, we talked about this. What is it? Yeah. You have a problem with clocks and calendars. I mean, it's a basic issue. Clocks, 9, 15 a.m., p.m. Sounds day. like a stoner. Maybe they took your advice as just taking 300 milligrams. Just have two. Have three. Have four. <laughs> then get back to the guy. And emails back and forth. What time? What, uh, it's not that complicated, man. But yeah, I, and I can't. I can't. I, it drives me crazy. I, ha, I have to deal with someone. I'm trying to deal with someone on a regular basis. So we're gonna have to work together, but it, so getting is, an answer out of them is impossible. Well, this is Carl's book. new book. Yeah, uh, like, don't, don't actually, buy. buy this. But the way you buy it is you go to non Epstein n o n Epstein at gmail.com and just pay directly what you would pay for this book. 
it's pay, a PayPal account. Do that, and I will, I will send you a voice note from the book. Well, at least with me reading it. At least you're getting something with the book, because that other guy who I had on a couple of weeks ago, all people had to do was go to him, and he would look at their movement, and then the next day people would start giving him them money for no reason at all, like they didn't have to do anything. This was the pro- literally the promise the guy made on the show was that um, his healing energy healing thing, quantum. Yeah. It, it just happens without you doing anything. You don't make any changes. You go there. He senses your movement, sets you yeah. free. And then the next day, people start sending you between five and $450 for no reason. Strangers out of the yeah. blue just start sending you money. Yeah. And people pay him for that. Yeah, that's, that's the... I mean, what he's probably doing is asking people to send him $500 for something and then showing you those payments. Look, people are just sending me this shit. All right. So how does this... Uh, I don't see it anymore, so I think the Ponzi scheme must have crashed. But on Instagram, I used to see, a little as a year ago, you know, people holding up a wad of money and then saying, all you do is send me $5 and you're going to get sent back thousands of dollars. And this is like cash app thing that was going around. Do you have any idea how that scam worked? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't see it at all. So it's there. That I mean, how that works is, you click a link and send your send your money to these people, and then they don't send you anything back. And then they, but then you send. You have to set hold, take a picture of yourself holding up a bunch of money to get people to click on because it was happening everywhere. Like my Instagram was full of cash app, cash app. And unless it, unless it's just it sounds it could be just a multi level marketing thing then where you just get. You send out the link and you get ten people to give you five dollars, and then they have to do it. So you do get some money back, but you have to recruit twenty other people to give you money. I think Ian is conflating two different guys. The the, uh, the machine guy was oh, the, the guy, machine guy was the great. Polaroid thing, or yeah. it just takes. You never heard back from him either. No, and you know what? I signed up for his thing. I used my son's picture. Yeah, I, guess, I know. <laughs> I guess that's why. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, you know, when I see scams, I'm kind of jealous. I am kind of jealous. Like, why? I know it's the wrong thing, and eventually it will catch up to them, and they'll pay a price, even if that means being in hell and having pineapple shoved up your ass every day at noon. Sorry, Norm. Um, but I, when I was younger, I would have loved to get rich doing something mischievous and yeah there's still a big part of me that wants to do something with the christians there's a massive part of me that wants to exploit christian people for money yeah. somehow um it'd be tough with new religion we needed you know i had two nights ago i had a, the guy on with the new religion um and his new religion is just a, every other religion yeah lumped together it was like christianity buddhism judaism you name it um, but like, what does that solve? The, the answer, if your problem is religion, the le- you don't fix it with new religion, more religion. You fix it with less religion, right? Not you don't need more. When but, people get involved, there's nothing wrong with religion. It's when people get involved, isn't it? And then then someone has to be a judge or something, and then that's when it gets fucky. 
So we can't make a messiah out of you. Because if we make a messiah out of you, we need people to follow you. Yeah, but people are dumb. You can because people are dumb. So, or just like you should just do a Christian band. Do write some write ten Christian songs, right? I'll I'll set up a Christian uh, YouTube channel, like a, an unusual call it the unusual Christian or something, and just explain how I found Jesus. Now, yes. you can come and do songs. I saw a clip. I saw a video of uh, some Christians at a at some sort of gig, and they were doing the at the stage. And I thought, look at that. How easy would it be? How easy would it be? Because I've said before, Christian comedy, easy, easy to write, right? And just just go and face it and go, yeah, this is. I'm really a Christian, but I'm going to make jokes within the Bible. Uh, I don't know. I'm waving the tripod around. Yeah, there was a Christian magician. I think I gotta think uh, uh, there I've, I've obviously been more than one, but there was one that was pretty famous Jesus. back in when I was doing magic back in the eighties, and I always thought that's got to be a difficult gig because half of you're doing that stuff and you're gonna be called blasphemous and all that stuff by the followers. So you, there's a, a line you have to tread there with you know being it's, fi- it's finding the right followers because there's so many branches of christianity you're finding the right followers that will be into magic as well they'll be out there the miracles you, you, you only miracles. need you only need a few thousand to be into you really this right? is this is the new many. model in digital marketing which is what i wanted to talk to the, the marketing guru about this morning because they say whether you're a comedian musician author whatever the idea used to be you needed millions of fans, but now no. the the idea has changed in the digital you don't marketing need, world. If you've you got only... a direct, con- if you've got a direct connection to them, you don't need many because if you just get them all to give you a dollar, right, on your Patreon or two dot or five or whatever, get them to re- do like a recurring thing, like a gym membership that you forget you're even yeah. getting billed. If it's five dollars yeah. a month and you have yeah. a thousand of them, that's five thousand a month. Well, Twitch twi- twi- subscriptions are five, and the Patreon you can do ones. I think the minimum might be five now, but it's twos. So you can set what you want. You can do five hundred thousand if you want. You do two, five, offer different stuff. If you if you give me ten a month, I'll do it. Uh, an extra episode for you or you can choose a topic or something like that and people people do it so if you get if you get enough followers to start with and you open up that sort of stuff and say yeah give me a dollar a month or two a month people forget it they don't or they don't care or they want to help and want to support someone and feel part of a community right i see a guy there's some videos i watch on scientology and they're creating little communities now i mean people that have escaped and now i'm going after scientology they've got enough of a little community. There's a guy that goes live every night and talks about the war in Ukraine, like it's a political correspondent, a political guy. He's got a little business now of getting money through TikTok and YouTube every day because he's got this little community. It's just a couple of hundred people or 300 people, and they're giving him money every day. I can't even get people to give $3 to get Willie a car. And to me, uh, this is Willie's biggest problem, and um, you know, who am I to preach? I, I got my own problems. But I think this is like a basic thing. It's like learning to walk. You got you got to walk before you run. You need it. Well, you don't need a car because you're in the city. But he's in the yeah. middle of fucking desert, nowhere, and you can't think, have a comedy career that way. He'll have to. I mean, I, we can chat to him. He'll have to get himself together and get himself doing something online. I think as well on a regular basis. Whether or not he has got a computer, I don't know, but get to a point where we can do something regularly and just it might take time but you might be able to get some kind of income 
yeah no from that know. as well you know but you you got to have a starting point right yeah everybody needs it's a starting tough. point it's tough. to me to me that that's a no-brainer you got to have wheels if you're in the middle of the desert you could need a horse you could use a scooter you could use rollerblades but you got to get out of the yeah. fucking middle of the desert go where the food is go where the money is go where the comedy clubs are i don't know yeah, I don't I don't know I don't know much about his situation. I mean, could he move at some point? I don't point? know much, but I you know, know I love you. Don't know much about biology. Don't know much oh, yeah. about Oh yeah. All right, who did it? Know. Come on, come on. I don't Run know, it. but my dad used to listen to it all the time. Was it fifties? No. Or early sixties? Uh Sam Cooke did the original, James Sam Taylor Cook. covered it in the seventies. All right. Yeah, all right. I would have heard the I would have heard the original. It's uh yeah, yeah I love I love that song. It's all right, so uh, I'll let you go, and I'm going to go. But the drinkathon tomorrow night—is there a theme behind it, or no? We just click the start button and start drinking. Well, the theme is uh, on YouTube at 1 p.m. Eastern on the Last Rights podcast. We are, we are going to watch the movie from Dust to Dawn. It's a short movie, but we're going to drink along with it. We'll probably play a drinking game. If you want to do it, you'll have to queue up the movie yourself. But we're going to do that. Talk about the movie for ten minutes. And then we're going to head right over to Twitch at Last Rites Pod straight after, and we're going to carry on drinking. So the, the rules are, get a drink. If you don't drink, bring some avocado water and touch yourself. Uh, and we'll we'll all just get very drunk together. That'll be me, Jamie. Uh, Brett might come on. He's a bit busy at the moment. He's cleaning his house for me. Um, Time zones and... fuck this whole thing up. Because yeah, one, one o'clock in the afternoon, well, if you're a drinker, I guess. Listen, it works for mo mo most of the people that watch our podcast. It works just fine for a, for a middle-of-the-day drink. Yeah, yeah. Because especially uh, on the weekend, if it's, you know, because yeah. a lot of people are working 1 p.m. No. Well, no. I do, I do, them, I do, I used to do them Thursdays because basically a lot of the time Brett will come on, but I, he streams Wednesday and Friday, so it must be Thursday or Saturday. I don't know if he is going to come on tomorrow, but Saturday just seemed the best move to stick to for these. Because we've got Sunday morning to get over it, right? But Sunday, he, I have to travel. Ian wants to be the referee. <laughs> he's he's going to enforce the rules. Drink to you, fall the... down with you. Come along, man. And he's going to blow a whistle. Wait, you're not down yet. Keep drinking. We'll give it, we'll give it a go. But it's going to be fun. We're going to we're basically going to hang out, talk about the movie, watch the movie, and then uh, then we're going to get pretty drunk. But I've got to travel Sunday lunchtime. I've got to go to London because I forget I'm in the northwest now. I booked this trip ages ago. I've got to go to London for this. So I'll be there's staying. There's no in like London international Sunday. airport in Manchester. There is. It's a good one too. That's where I flew from before. But um, when I booked this, I wasn't living here. I booked this trip fucking ages ago. Wow! Holy moly, moly, Yeah, the the airport is actually thirty minutes from here. It's super easy to get to, which is what makes it extra annoying as well. Damn! And you um, couldn't transfer yeah. the ticket and say, "I'm, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look today." But I really, th I don't think, uh, I think it'll be expensive at this point. And how far is London from you? Uh, it's not. It's I can I can be in London inside of three hours, but then I've got to get the the airports in London aren't in London. It's like JFK, right? It's like yeah. another two hours past, an hour past. So um, JFK yeah, I'll, I'll be... is actually easy to get to for me, not for people in Manhattan. It's in Manhattan. It's it's an hour from them. It's it's. 45 yeah. minutes from me. Well, no, it's, well, it's an, hour, an hour isn't too bad. I've looked at it. So I, I, if I, if I can get a cab or I can get the two trains, but I got to go to Jamaica, 
which is a massive hub, right? And then like, the metro or the commuter train from there. That's what I that's what I see on my research. Take the plane to the train. Yeah, Jamaica. Plane oh my god, train. it's a nightmare, is it? <laughs> it is. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's just a, a big cluster of railroad tracks that is just it takes up half the island. It's it's incredible. Yeah, uh, and you can get lost in there. I'll, well, I'll be fine. I'll do plenty of research before, and uh, so that, and it'll be Monday lunchtime when I get there. So I know Ma- New York is always fucking busy, but Monday lunchtime should be the least, the least busy, or one of the least busy. I would hope. To get yeah. In. Well, um, if you're you're actually a week off because if you were would it would have been this week? This was a lot of schools are closed. Uh, right. You know, it was a holiday week. Colleges closed for spring break this week. Yeah. Uh, so, but next week everybody's getting back. So they, you're right. It won't be all that busy because a lot of people will still be saying, "I'm too drunk to come back to work today," or "I'm too drunk to go back to school today," or all that. So people will be hungover. But awesome. uh, I'll, I look forward I'll, I'll, to seeing you, man. Yeah, uh, yeah, it'll be good. We'll, we'll get, we'll get. Let's talk better over the weekend and confirm when you want to see me. I, right. I think, it, I think, yeah, Tuesday in the day is going to be fine. I know it's not going to be good weather Monday and Tuesday. I think it's going to be a bit wet. Yeah, you're bringing winter um, with you. I'm bringing Wednesday's going to be nice. Wednesday, I'm going to go and Twitch stream from uh, Jeffrey Epstein's New York mansion. And there's no one that's going to stop me, goddammit. Oh, okay. And when I come in, like whether it's Monday evening or Tuesday morning, I'll be bringing uh, my friend Louis CK will be with me. Uh, uh, Crystal Leah will be with me. Cool. Bill Bill Cosby is coming with me, but he's going to meet up for just a little bit. He's got some. I don't know. Some. I, I'm telling you this. I joked to my friends yesterday. If Cosby does a tour this year, I'm flying out to watch his tour. I'm coming I, to give him some fucking money. God damn it! I would definitely watch his tour. I want. He's I, already got a billion dollars. He's not. His money isn't going to make a difference for me. But I want to see what he what he's doing. I would be curious about what he if the material he would bring. Absolutely. Uh, you know, is he going to talk about his prison time? Is he going to talk about slipping women a Mickey or a Quaalude? I, or... I, I don't think he'll talk about it much. I think what he'll do is come out and make one joke about it and then crack on. It's like Louis C.K.'s first special when he came back for the most part was um, did anyone else have what's the fucking line? It's like, did anyone else get a glo- in a global amount of trouble recently? And then that just like cut, <laughs> cut the silence. He goes, a barman knew my thing. Why is Carl coming here? Mike Chavala wants to know. He's coming to fuck you in the ass. <laughs> that's why he's. That's what the tripod's for. I'm just that, that's what that's right for. That's the only reason for coming mechanism. to America is he wants so. to meet Mike Chavala. He wants me to distract him, give him a quaalude or something, put it in his jello, put him to sleep on the couch, and wake up with Carl in your ass. I'm coming. I'm coming out, Michael. Because it's been years. I haven't been to the states for years. I know people in many, many states in the states, and uh, I'm obviously I like comedy, and I'm going to come out and have a nose around the comedy scene, and probably jump on a load of mics in a few days, and eat a lot of your food. Which last time I was in New York, I, I fucked myself on the food front. I ate bad food, and I felt bad for a decade. So I'm com- I'm coming back to rectify it. Yeah. So the the bottom line is it. Be careful what you drink. Don't drink anything that call. Don't take a drink from Carl. Don't don't take a sandwich from Carl. Don't because he's yeah. Bill because Cosby. if you do, if Bill you Cosby. take a sandwich on a Monday, I'll see you Wednesday, right? And then you've got right. some explaining to do to your wife. He's Carl Cosby. Well, Carl Cosby, I appreciate you standing in for Dr. Stephen Mark Kahan, who is welcome, the worst startup 
marketing guru I've ever not heard from. Yeah, he's a finish up man now. I'm kind of relieved. I didn't want to do a serious thing on a Friday morning when I'm all burnt out anyway. It I, did. You you were struggling in the intro for the first ten minutes. I definitely like, was. Yeah. I'm still struggling. I'm not awake. I am still asleep, man. Yeah. I'm old too. Well, give, give some forgiveness for the old man. That is true. All right. I'll see you next week. I'm out of here, man. See you Let's then. Get, Take I'm, care. Uh, you could just stay right there while I tell people to turn on your radio. Watch. I, I, this is how I do it. Don't forget to turn on your radio.
listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now.